Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. Jason Dedeker. How are we doing today? <laughs> I don't know why you whispered our names like that. I don't that. know, because y'all were pointing at each other, and I was like, who's going to go first? We're taking some, you know, you know just uh, speaking some secrets oh, okay. back here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little like secret hand signals. I see. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I'm uh, doing doing quite good, actually. Lovely. Um, yeah, I am enjoying this sake that we're drinking. Mm-hmm. Cheers mm. to that. Um, yeah, yes. how are you doing, Dedeker? Well, I'm a little sad that I'm not in the sake club. But, Sorry. Yeah. And, and you're the one in Japan. I'm the one in Japan, and <laughs> y'all are the ones in LA, and I'm the one without any dang sake, so... Yeah. That's a little disappointing, but whatever. Well, it's too cold for you to venture out into the into the it world. It is. It is. As much as I would love to venture out and get sake, it's been snowing here, and it's just, it's just untenable. I'm a California girl. I wasn't raised around snow. You're right? not in Tokyo now, right? You're like up further north. Heck no. I'm where no foreigner has ever traveled. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're practically a local kid. Yeah. Trust me, being being the only like. Japanese-speaking white person traveling to a relatively small Japanese town. It means like literally every day is you like that up. scene in a Western when the newcomer walks into the saloon and the piano player stops playing and everyone slowly cranes over their shoulder and stops <laughs> drinking and like to, to just stare at the newcomer. That's literally every single day, multiple times a day. If I like try to go to a restaurant, a cafe, <laughs> like doesn't matter. It's yeah. all ding, 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 ding. And then, like, <laughs> and the some, clinking slows down. Yeah, some and clinking the, yeah. and, exactly. you know, and some, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, hey, at least you speak the language quite well. So, well done. So, it does help. It does help, for sure. Yes, indeed. What are we reading today? Uh, we're continuing on with Exodus. Ye old Exodus. Ye old we're <laughs> almost there, though. I know. Only, what, three more episodes? Including more this episodes? one? episodes? Let's see. What are we on right now? This is... 30, 31, 32? Yep. So we're reading chapters 31, or sorry, 30, 31, 32. And we just have three episodes after this. Okay. So Four including today. Yeah, getting so close. Emily, do you remember where we left off? I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I know that there was a big old thing that Aaron wore that had 12 stones on it for all of his 12 disciples. And well, no, no, hang on, hang on. Crap. I'm going to pump the brakes on that All one. We're not to disciples quite yet. His 12 boys? Nope. <laughs> the boys of Jacob. Jacob and sons. Yeah. The, yes. the, tribes, the tribes of Israel. <laughs> cool. Who were the sons, who were born from the sons of Jacob. Yes. Good okay. job. Okay. And job. one stone per boy. Mm-hmm. And then was there more about the Ark of the Covenant or did we just like. No, no? it was okay. mostly about Aaron and the priests and like the priestly garb. Yeah. But also, oh, 
There was something yeah. really funny. <laughs> I mean, hopefully there were some funny things. Otherwise, we apologize for the last episode. No, we were laughing. Yeah, I don't know. Yes, but what? What? Well, Tell there me. was there was also the whole description of the ritual for purifying these priests. It was that's, the heave offering. That's the, wave the one. Offering. That's, that's what made the crack one. Up. <laughs> heaving and waving all over yeah. the place. You know. A wave offering, that thing that totally exists. No, yeah. I yes. love it. I we just like lost it because I <laughs> because it, that's so ridiculous. I have no idea what a wave or heave offering is. We learned a little okay, bit more. Okay, well, I'm sitting here alone in Japan, not oh. even with sake to my name, just drinking some some local sencha, so that is something. Ooh, um, but yum. what kind of sake are y'all drinking? That's a good question. What are oh we drinking? Oh my gosh, yeah, I should have prepared for that question. This is called sakemoto. This is a junmai sake, which what does is, that mean? for those of you out there, that's the clear type of sake, so not the nigori kind that's like the cloudy, unfiltered sort. So this is the, the filtered type. But yeah, it has a whole thing on the back about like dragons being Ooh, there's a dragon. water deities and things like that. But this isn't drunk Japanese mythology study. This is drunk <laughs> Bible study. <laughs> uh, but the sake is quite nice. Yeah, it's, it's very True smooth. That. It's very smooth. And pretty True inexpensive that. too. Yeah. So we'd like to remind everyone as you are pulling out your Bibles or frantically searching in Google for Exodus chapter 30. Or uh, grabbing a beer. Or grabbing a beer. We want to remind you to read responsibly and drink responsibly. And you can drink along with us, or you could listen to us while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, who the hell is reading this first chapter? I'm starting us out. Oh, okay. Here we are with Exodus 30. You shall make an altar to burn incense on. You shall make it of acacia wood. Its length shall be a cubit, and its breadth a cubit. It shall be square. <laughs> God just defined a square. Wait, hang on. Okay, hang on. Because we already built an altar for burning things on. This is a different altar for incense, specifically? Just incense. Yeah, I guess just incense. Okay. I like that, like... It's for the vegans. Excuse you... I'm just, no, you're, this is like for all the hippies who like incense. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, okay, I'm on board. Okay. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. It shall be square, and its height shall be two cubits. Its horns shall be of one piece with it. What horns? Like incense horns? Well, no, the other altar had horns on it too. Like Kind of like these spikes coming out at the corners. For what side. specifically? Uh, you know, catching, just... catching bad guys, I guess. In Is case the bad guy were to throw themselves upon the altar? No, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah happens that would all the time. Work. Okay, yeah. I'll take your word for it. Okay. You shall overlay it with pure gold. Of course. The top of it, the sides of it, around it, and its horns. <laughs> you shall make a gold molding around it. Can I just ask, where are they getting all this gold? It is, you're Stole right. It from the Egyptians. Oh. How, was it just like, was gold just like available back then? You just was found it, it on the ground. Just like, picked it up. Yeah. Got it in your Happy Meal. <laughs> I oh. guess, yeah, you're right. Like, I don't, you know, I have never really thought about that. Like, how did, what was the process of getting gold like for early civilizations? Was it all just panning in the like silt of the riverbanks? <laughs> what? And, that, the, and uh, then what? Like gently like laying it upon these 
these things. Well, you like melt how... it, obviously. Well, yeah, but goodness gracious, do you know how much panning for gold you'd have to do? This yeah, isn't the Yukon Trail over here. We had to have been actually like mining this stuff, but we're gonna get off on this whole other track. Okay, of okay. Figuring out what like ancient metallurgy was all about. Let's just assume they they knew how to get the gold and they had plenty of it apparently. But apparently, and, and abundance. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you shall make two golden rings for it under its molding. On its two ribs, on its two sides, you shall make them. And they shall be for places for poles with which to bear it. This is also another classic motif. Make the rings, we can stick some poles in it so we can carry it around. They are nomadic people after all. Yeah, yeah the grail yeah. did a similar thing. Yeah, You mean... Yes. I keep calling it the Grail. Yeah, the Ark of the Covenant. Please don't. Yeah, get your Indiana Jones <laughs> films correctly, please. <laughs> that's, Jeez, that's the problem. Yeah. If only they'd made a movie out of just one of them. You know what I mean? Like, there's no Monty Python and the Ark of the Covenant. There like, could have been. Well, that okay. that was a scrapped idea. <laughs> yeah, that was their unproduced film. Yeah. Okay. You shall make poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. You shall put it before the veil that is by the Ark of the Testimony. Is that the Covenant? Yeah. Okay. But they're calling it the Ark of the Testimony now. Yeah. Before the mercy seat that is over the Testimony, where I will meet with you. Oh. Oh, Oh, right. (laughs) We talked about this before, where there's like the cherubim and that they're like, they're kind of creating the little like zone where God would beam down. What data? Right. We did talk about this before. Aaron shall burn incense of sweet spices on it every morning. Oh, some sweet Mm. friggin' spices, bro. Mm. (laughs) Yummy. When he tends the lamps, he shall burn it, right? Because part of his job is keeping those burning constantly. When Aaron lights the lamps at evening, he shall burn it. A perpetual incense before Yahweh throughout your generations. Wow. I just love the just smelling perpetual incense. Yeah. You shall offer no strange incense on it. <laughs> Don't give me none of that patchouli or like, you know, it's like when you go to buy incense from like a hippie shop and there's the normal like yes, frankincense and nag champa and patchouli and stuff like that. But there's also one that's like dark sex or money uh, yeah, or, you're right. money? or like cherry. or What was you know, the second thing you said? Dark sex. No. <laughs> Anyways, something besides patchouli. Like frankincense or nag champa. Nag champa. What is nag champa? I mean, it's what I was raised on in my hippie childhood. Well, it's all nag right. Champa. I'll take yeah. your word for it. Anyway, the point is Yahweh doesn't want no strange incense. Yeah, cool. no strange incense. I want the the tradition, the name brand, tradition, <laughs> mainstream stuff. <laughs> nor burnt offering, nor meal offering. You shall pour no drink offering on it. So it is like you were saying, this one clean. Yeah, this one's an incense only kind of thing. Okay, okay. Aaron shall make atonement on its horns (gasps) once in the year. No. With the blood of the sin offering of atonement, once in the year, he shall make atonement for it throughout your generation. Got it, Yahweh. (laughs) It is most holy to Yahweh. So I see. So once a year, I guess when they're purifying like the other stuff and the other thing, then you use some of that blood on this one. That's what I got from this, which makes sense. It's efficient. Sure. Just the way this is written is so funny. Like we have to say the word atonement three times in the same sentence, just in case. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yahweh spoke to Moses saying, when you take a census of the children of Israel, according to those who are numbered among them, Then each man shall give a ransom for his soul to Yahweh when you number them. 
Okay. So I have no idea what that means. Oh, a census. A census. Yeah. Like counting yeah, like, the people. Like right? the Amer- the United States census. Yeah, the United States census that Israel copied here. <laughs> Back in the day, when the U.S. was not even a a thought, a twinkle in <laughs> Benjamin Franklin's eye. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sitting here waiting because you didn't even finish that sentence. Yeah, All right, yeah. sorry. Okay, you're okay, going. Okay, you're okay, going. Okay. <laughs> She'll give a ransom for his soul to Yahweh when you number them, that there be no plague among them when you number them. So the idea is like everyone has to give up a lamb or I something to so. be sacrificed. Okay. Or at least each man does. I really don't like all the sacrificial things. Yeah. But you're right. That would be a lot. I wonder how often they're doing this census. Let's hope. Okay. Maybe probably every five years, like the regular census. It's every 10 years, but sure. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> they shall give this. Everyone who passes over to those who are numbered half a shekel after the shekel of the sanctuary. The shekel is 20 geras. Ah, thank you for clarifying. Because I know what that means. <laughs> Half a shekel for an offering to Yahweh. Can I tell you that the Israeli currency is still the shekel? And when Whoa. I was in Israel, I just freaking loved being like, I have a handful full of shekels right now. I'm going to go buy a camel or a bride or something. <laughs> Did you yeah. do that? Did you buy a camel and a bride? No, because in reality, a handful of shekels was still only like $4. Oh, dang. Oh, dang it. Yeah. Hmm. Did you carry it around in like a little leather bag or a cloth bag or something? Because I've always... Did it jingle? Yeah. It, it did jingle. Ooh. It did jingle for sure. Minus. I didn't have a nice little leather bag, but it was satisfactorily Like on a jingling. cord? Yeah, something Just tied on the yeah, cord exactly. of your... Yeah, and I hope... Oh, and I'd grab, like, I'd grab the bag and it'd be like... Here are your shekels, merchant. And then you and then just yeah, throw it right yeah, yeah. them. Oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. great. Perfect. Let's see. Right. So they're giving half a shekel. Yes. After the shekel of the sanctuary. So I guess it's already expected that they've given another shekel separately. Okay. So he is just continuing to d- describe the grift. Yeah. That is going to be collecting yeah. meat and money from all the Israelites. Wow. Well, I think he's saying here that the ransom for his soul is not a lamb this time. This time it's money. Every Wait, the ransom I... for God's soul? No, no. For each person has to oh. give a ransom for their own soul. I think this time oh, it's so just money. So maybe it is just money. So it's like taxes, yeah. but for your soul. Yeah, soul taxes. Okay, The church Great, is it. already collecting money. Yeah. In Exodus. Yeah. Gracious. Starting early. Yeah. All right. Everyone who passes over to those who are num- numbered from 20 years old and upward shall give the offering to Yahweh. Huh. So yeah, the offering is the, the half a shekel, I think. Okay. The rich shall not give more, and the poor shall not give less than the half shekel when they give the offering of Yahweh to make atonement for your souls. Okay. So this is where this is where people get the argument of like, well, God says everyone should be taxed equally. Oh, I see. So trickle down <laughs> economics, Reagan. Yeah. <clears throat> economics. Yes. Oh, God got into politics. Okay. Ooh. You shall take the atonement money from the children of Israel and shall appoint it for the service of the tent of of meeting, that it may be a memorial for the children of Israel before Yahweh to make an atonement for your souls. I didn't understand any of what I just no. said. All that I know is that I thought that separation of church and state was a thing, but apparently not here. Well, not yet. That comes many, 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 many years later. Separation of church and state is not really in the Bible. Now that's a pretty new concept. 
that was kind of the point of separation of church and state, yeah. really. Yeah. Just, okay, just, uh, we're going to collect money. It's going to be for atonement. I think that's the main thing to take away there. Cool. Okay, sure. Cool. Yahweh spoke to Moses saying, you shall also make a basin of brass and the base of it of brass in which to wash. You shall put it between the tent of meeting and the altar, and you shall put water in it. Okay. Because <laughs> how else would you wash in it? Yeah. Aaron and his sons shall wash their hands and their feet in it. Oh, isn't this a thing like in churches? Foot washing? Mm, like hand washing? Like, aren't there little basins? I've been to like churches Catholic in churches Europe. Do the Catholic basins. churches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's not quite the same as this, but okay. maybe has some sort of similar tie in. But yeah. So they, they shall wash their hands and feet in it. It just seems weird washing your hands and your feet in the same thing. Doesn't it? To me, yes. I but... guess if you're changing out the water every time, you like do your hands first and then your feet. I just feel like your feet are going to be real dusty. If you're covered in like ram's blood all the time, it really Ew. doesn't matter. Just... Yeah, suppose that's true. That's true. Okay. When they go into the tent of meeting, they shall wash with water that they not die. Okay. okay. <laughs> or when they come near to the altar to minister, to burn an offering made by fire to Yahweh. Okay. So they shall wash their hands and their feet that they not die. And it shall be a statute forever to them, even to him and to his descendants throughout their generations. Wait, are you... Okay, so th so there's a lot of this phrasing that we've read over the past couple of chapters where they're like, do this and this and this, that they not die, or do this and this and this, that you not die. And yeah. it's like, that's really just another, another way of saying, if you don't wash your hands and your feet before coming into the holiest of holies, I'm going to freaking kill you. Is it that, or is <laughs> yeah. it like, is it more practical than that? Is it simply saying like, please wash your hands because... If you don't, you'll get an infection or a disease, and then you'll die. But they're only doing it when they're going in to like chat with God. Yeah, oh, okay. Only like, for right. the priests. Although, may, although, all, to be fair, maybe Yahweh's realizing you're going to be handling a lot of dead animal parts. But then, wouldn't it spread. be like you have to wash after the sacrifice so you don't die? Maybe it's. I don't think Yahweh cares. Oh, maybe it's before and after. Yeah. Okay. Here's a funny thing. I'm looking up other translations, and even the Message Bible says they are to wash their hands and their feet so they will not die. Doesn't you, even. Well, yes. It just doesn't. It's the same thing. I guess I hoped. I hope there would be. I don't know some nuance there. Something. What is it? I want a theologian to chime in. Yeah. Well, and here they are behind the door. <laughs> that, that would have been cool. No. That would be cool, but we should we should do that for sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we're making these basins, and we're washing so we don't die, and it's a statute forever. There's also that phrase has come up a lot, the yeah. statute forever thing. Moreover, Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Also take fine spices of liquid myrrh, 500 shekels. Wow, that's a lot of myrrh. Wait, of liquid myrrh? 500 shekels. Like, is that 500 shekels worth of liquid myrrh? Yes, that, that's how I'm interpreting Cause it. Because oh. I pictured, like, melted down shekels also in this <laughs> basin. Oh, I mean, that's just gross. Yeah. Okay. And of fragrant cinnamon, half as much. Even 250. What? Wait. <laughs> okay. Uh, like, <laughs> like, and even 250 shekels? Yeah, I guess maybe. And even, even 250 shekels worth of cinnamon. Oh. Okay. okay. And a fragrant cane, 250. Wait, what kind of cane? I'm assuming... Sugar cane? Sugar cane? Sure. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. okay. And of... Candy cane? Cassia. Cassia? Cassia? Anyone know what this is? No. Cassia? It's uh, probably some sort of a uh, herb or spice. 
It's a bark, and it's a, there's a spice made from the bark. Okay, great. And cool. of Cassia, 500, after the shekel of the sanctuary. Whatever that means. And a hen of olive oil. What the hell is a hen? We learned yeah, about we this covered a hen last time. Before. It was like... Keep, just keep, keep reading. I'll look into three it. Three and a half liters or something. I, I don't know. How big is this basin? <laughs> it it's got to be like a oh, big, hit, gigantic. Right. A is, a, is a one and a half U.S. gallons. That's a huge amount. That's a lot. It's a lot of olive oil. Yeah. I think I was pretty freaking close with my guess of three and a half liters. Something like that. Okay. okay. You shall make it a holy anointing oil, a perfume compounded after the art of the perfumer. Oh. It shall be a holy anointing oil. <laughs> you shall use it to anoint the tent of meeting, the ark of the testimony, the table and all its articles, the lampstand and its accessories, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offerings with all its utensils, and the basin with its base. I'm sorry. Okay, how is this temple functioning between having blood or smelly oil all over drizzled everything. on everything? It's not. It smells just something awful. Probably. No wonder he's like, please wash your hands and your feet whenever yeah. you come in and out of here. <laughs> yeah. Well, probably. I mean, I want to know like exactly how does one anoint. Is it that they like they just like stick it in the middle of the room so that it smells the whole damn place up? Or do they have to like <laughs> throw little bits of this oily substance all over the damn place? Yeah, I guess we don't know how much it is if it's like po- dumping a whole bunch of oil on it or if it's just a couple sprinkles or or what the deal is. I just looked up the verb anoint uh-huh. and it means to smear or rub with oil. So it's not just the smells. You got to actually kind of rub it. Got to get it all up on there. Yeah. Is this a one-time deal? Do they do it all the time? A lot of these seem to be recurring things, but it doesn't really specify here. So this whole place is hugely oily. Yeah. But it smells good. Seems like it smells good at the same time. With the exception of the blood. It smells spicy, at least. Yeah. Maybe the the spice is to cover up the blood. Yeah, that's true. You got blood and guts all over this thing. Ew, Smart. Very smart. Okay. Okay. So continuing on here, you shall sanctify them that they may be most holy. Whatever touches them shall be holy. Also oily. Maybe that was a mistranslation. (laughs) Holy oily. (laughs) Whatever touches them will be oily because literally everything's covered in oil. Okay. You shall anoint Aaron and his sons and sanctify them that they may minister to me in the priest's office. You shall speak to the children of Israel saying, this shall be a holy anointing oil to me throughout your generations. It shall not be poured on man's flesh. Neither shall you make any like it according to its composition. It is holy. It shall be holy to you. I see. So God's like, I just concocted this cool perfume. Trademark, 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 copyright, copyright, copyright. No one else can use this. <laughs> this is only me. Oh, man. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool. Whoever compounds any like it, or whoever puts any of it on a stranger, he shall be cut off from his people. Dang. Yeah. Yahweh said to Moses, take to yourself sweet spices, gum resin, and onicha. On- oh, oh, I'm on it. And I'm on galbanum. It. I'm looking. Look up galbanum, too. Okay. Onicha is oh yeah it's 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 an incense property it's equal parts stack to galbanum and frankincense so i guess galbanum is also it's also something that goes into incense okay yeah got it uh, and galbanum okay so pieces parts of incense okay yes sweet spices gum resin onica and galbanum sweet spices with pure frankincense of each shall there be an equal weight and you shall make incense of it. Okay, well, there you go. 
A perfume after the art of the perfumer. Gosh. Seasoned with salt. Pure. To taste. And to seasoned to <laughs> mm, taste. Yeah. Yum. You shall beat some of it very small and put some of it before the testimony in the tent of meeting where I will meet with you. It shall be to you most holy. <laughs> So much holy shit. I know. He's, he's like got to tell everyone how holy everything is going to be. He's like a used car salesman. Wow. I'm, I'm going to get like okay, shot yeah. down for calling God a used car salesman. Yeah. Hate mail is going to start coming Sorry, sorry, in sorry. Okay. I'm just saying. In the vein of that. Don't think you're making it better. Okay. Okay. The incense which you shall make according to its composition, you shall not make for yourselves. It shall be to you holy for Yahweh. Holy for Yahweh. I, I almost read that. It's like holy for Yahweh, like completely for Yahweh. Whoever oh. shall make any like that to smell of it, he shall be cut off from his people. Officer, like you kind of smell like some holy incense. You making you making some bathtub holy incense Excuse back me, did there you, in yeah, your tent? Yeah. We're going to make like Romeo and get you out of here. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, have a little speakeasy where you make incense. Yeah. Well, I really, I really appreciate this chapter. All like what? All about smells. Okay. All right. That's true. Just have you, have you seen that movie? We haven't really gotten any smell descriptors in the Bible so far. Not that the Bible necessarily has a lot of scenes that I feel like I would like to smell, but this one I kind of do. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it reminds me. Have you seen that movie? Uh, Perfume: The Story of a Murderer. No, no, but I, I I've heard about it, but I haven't probably seen from it. Ming. Yeah. yeah, probably. Yeah, it's amazing, but it like you you never like see or you never smell the smells, but you just see all of the things that are like put into these beautiful perfumes, and it kind of reminds me of that. I wish mm. I could smell this holy frankincense. Ooh, I wonder who actually makes this holy anointment oil or. Is oh, nobody sure allowed? Do. Nobody's mm-hmm. allowed to make it, though. No one's allowed to make it. It would, could only be Aaron's descendants. Yeah, but people do anyway. Let me tell you. Oof. As soon well. as I put in anointing oil, the first thing that comes up in Google search is anointing oil for sale. How much is it? I'm just going to click on the first link that I see at heavenlyoils.com. <laughs> for sponsor. This episode's brought to you by heavenlyoils.com. Use um, promo code DBS. Ordering an anointed oil sample pack. This site definitely mm-hmm. looks like it's from the late. 90s nice oh this is not bad for like a very tiny little bottle it's like eight bucks specifically exodus 30 temple anointing oil what oh shit excuse me it literally says that literally says it yeah is there a little disclaimer that says like using this oil will get you cut off from your people Let's see. Uh, it says, it says the wonderful fragrance of the temple as used by the priest each day. The special anointing oil was used only by the priest. Today, we are the priest of Christ. Oh, I see. Oh, oh I see. Oh, oh okay. okay. Christians came along and Got ruined it. it. Wow. Got it. Wow. Got it. The ingredients and measurements are as close as possible to the original with the use of cassia, calamus, which is sweet cane, cinnamon, myrrh, and olive oil. To do the high concentration of this oil, we ask you to use caution. If you are sensitive to cinnamon, please do not order. We gotta get, get, we gotta get some. We gotta, yeah. <laughs> we gotta smell this for ourselves. Yeah, is all that I'm saying. Honestly, I could probably just talk to my mom. She could probably whip Please, some up. Yeah, She's you an know essential what? Oils lady, do oh, it. Yeah, get it That'd done. Cool. Get it done, Dedeker. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna move on to Exodus 31. Okay. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, "Behold, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur of the tribe of Judah." And I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship to desire 
to devise. <laughs> we all are doing it. It's okay. It's yeah. okay. It's yeah, hard to I'm like not even drinking alcohol. I don't have an excuse. It's no. hard okay. to read a word and then like see a word after it. And then yes. your brain like starts saying the word after it. That's what I've found when you're talking out Reading loud. a word and then seeing the word after it is reading. That is true. <laughs> but then your brain is like putting the two words together is what I'm saying. Yes, uh, yes, yeah, that is yeah. true. That is true. I can relate. As I was saying, to devise skillful works, to work in gold and in silver and in brass, and in cutting of stones for setting and in carving of wood, to work in all manner of workmanship. I behold... I have appointed with him. I bet you have. Ab. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I like that God's like, I haven't said behold in a while. Behold. <laughs> God's like, I, uh, behold, I have appointed. <laughs> <laughs> I have appointed with him Aholiab, the son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan. And in the heart of all who are wise hearted, I have put wisdom that they may make all that I've commanded you. Oh, I see. I think he's now he's outsourcing. He's like, this is who's going to make all this stuff. Oh, is these people. I see. I and they, so. Okay. And he's a tribe of Judah and Dan, who were two and of Dan, the other yes. brothers. Yeah, I remember Dan. Yes. Everyone okay. remembers Dan. Okay, here's, here's the final bill of sale. Okay, so he's going to make all that I've commanded you, colon. The tent of meeting, the ark of the testimony, the mercy seat that is on it, all the furniture of the tent, the table and its vessels, the pure lampstand with all its vessels, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering with all its vessels, the basin and its base, the finely worked garments, the holy garments for Aaron the priest, the garments of his sons to minister in the priest's office, the anointing oil, and the incense of sweet spices for the holy place. According to all that I have commanded you, they shall do. That is quite a shopping list. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So Dan and Oholiab are doing all this? I think Oholiab, who is of the tribe of Dan, and oh. Bezalel, who is of the tribe of Judah, they're going to be the ones heading up all this stuff. Well, good yeah. luck, guys, is all I'm saying. Good luck. That's but a I lot. I they're going to get help. They must. I'm sure I mean, I hope. upper management. They do, thankfully, have like very specific instructions, but I'm still worried that they're going <laughs> to do it wrong and that God's going to be angry. <laughs> is that all that I'm saying? Just... That would be. Yeah, that's possible. It's yeah, quite possible. That is quite possible. Okay. Yahweh spoke to Moses saying, speak also to the children of Israel saying, most assuredly you shall keep my Sabbaths mm -hmm. for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I am Yahweh who sanctifies you. You shall keep the Sabbath therefore for it is holy to you. Everyone who profanes it shall be surely be put to death. How For whoever does any work therein, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. Gosh, that's so intense. It's like you, it like, truly you try to do is. any work, we're going to kill you. That's what I mean. You, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if they screw it up, then God is going to be like, bam. Well, God's saying you have to be like, bam, and cut yeah. him off from his people. That's even worse. It's true. I guess so, yeah. Okay. Six days shall work be done, but on the seventh day is a Sabbath of solemn rest, holy to Yahweh. They know. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day <gasps> shall surely be put to death. Wow. Okay. Therefore. Just to defend God for a moment uh, here. Okay. Just to defend God for a moment. It just occurred to me that I know for myself, I have a really hard time not working ever. So if you were going to be put to death, obviously you wouldn't. I would though. definitely not work. I'm right? sorry. Like <laughs> I mean, I get it, but like I work, I work brunch on Sunday. And I make good tips, so, like, it's a good day to work, because yeah, everyone else but, ain't. But see, that's the thing. That's how, right, like, you never take a day off, because... I, 
you make good money. But if God was like, you will be killed, you'd be like, nope, I'm just chilling at home that day. I mean, that, sure. It'd it's probably true. be good for it you. It would enforce it. It yeah. would enforce I'm it. Fine. And everyone else was doing it too. Just because I've worked yes. for like 16 hours today. <laughs> Gosh. Like yeah. all of us have. All right. Therefore, the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations for a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days, Yahweh made heaven and earth. And on the seventh day, he rested and was refreshed. He gave to Moses, when he was finished speaking with them on Mount Sinai, the two tablets of the testimony, stone tablets written with God's finger. What? Okay. So... A couple episodes ago, these tablets were mentioned. Finally. But now we hear that they're written with God's finger. Because before, remember, we were like, wait, Moses has been up there 40 days. He was just like chiseling this. Yeah. Well, I mean, God like created what was supposed to be written on there. So I guess like that's what he means. He wasn't actually the scribe. Like, for instance, I am of the family of Timothy Matlack who actually penned the Declaration of Independence. But nobody ain't talking about him. Okay, they all be talking about... Okay, where did did that flex come from? Yeah, you're getting really upset about this. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, like, Moses was the one who actually wrote it. He actually was the one who scribed it, but nobody ain't talking about him. God is like, I wrote it with my finger. And it's like, no, you didn't. You didn't actually write it. You were up somewhere else. No, Emily's great, 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 great grandpa was the one who dealt with this. No, that was when (laughs) the twinkle of America was in Benjamin Franklin's eye. (laughs) Right. Yes. I'm just bringing it back. Yeah, it's a cool thing. No, it is. It is a cool thing. Can we talk about other cool things? All right. Exodus 32. When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain. The people gathered themselves together to Aaron and said to him, Come, make us gods, which shall go before us, for as the, for this Moses, the for, man, for, for as, as wait, for, yeah, back this, that for up, as for this, that's what it says. For that as is some for. adventures in grammar, if I've ever seen them. <laughs> for as for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we don't know what has become of him. That's oh, true. So we haven't like heard of so Moses delayed. in a while. What? Yeah. They're like, we never saw him. Yeah, they're pulling a joke. Wait, is he still going up? Is he still like up? He was there 40 days and 40 nights, right? So is all of this other stuff happening around those 40 days? I think this is, I think this is like a meanwhile dot 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 cutting to all the Israelites at the bottom of the mountain. I see. All of everything else was Yahweh talking to Moses in great detail about everything. And now, yeah, now we're cutting back to the action back home. While Yahweh was simultaneously talking to Aaron and all of the Dan and all these people, he was talking about them. Yeah. He was talking about them. He's like, he said he he like made yeah. them skilled and stuff. So that's but why they you weren't should, there. Yeah, but they weren't there. I did think Aaron went up with Moses, but I guess not. Maybe for like a hot sec. Maybe. Okay. For as for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we don't know what has become of him. Aaron said to them, take off the golden rings, which are in the ears of your wives, of your sons, and of your daughters, and bring them to me. That's awkward. Okay. That's awkward, but we're going to go with it. They're like, that's not what we were asking about. Uh, It's kind of unrelated. (laughs) Yeah, but whatever. Like, take off the golden rings. So, okay. 
All the people took off the golden rings, which were in their ears, and they brought them to Aaron. He received what they had handed him, what they handed him, and fashioned it with an engraving tool and made it a molten calf. Shit. What? Is it like a cat, like a little baby calf in molten? Oh, I'm so excited for this. Okay, I'm sorry. Wait, is this a thing you remember? Is that what this you're saying? This is a thing I remember. That's why I'm excited. Do you know Dedeker? I don't I know. Do. I, I do don't know. know anything. I didn't I know this is this where story. this happened. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So all of this, like these golden things, because apparently they have gold just flowing out of rivers. Coming out their ears, literally. <laughs> yeah. Literally coming out of their ears. <laughs> I so, see. So come make us gods, which shall go before us. Meaning yeah. like make us. Make us a different God to worship because we haven't heard from Yahweh or Moses wait, in ages. Wait, what? That's what they're doing? I think that's kind of the gist. Yeah. Okay. Wait a minute. Because all the other tribes did that. You know, wait, but make... Aaron said this? <gasps> Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. This happened last time. I threw Are you water. Sake on I yourself? threw sake all over my computer. It's really oh my bad. Goodness. I'm sorry. Do you have like a thingy thingy? Uh oh. It's fine. I, I I'll don't. just deal with it. All right. Can you keep reading? Yes. Okay. So they made a molten calf and they said, These are your gods, Israel, which brought you up out of the land of Egypt. What? When Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it, and Aaron made a proclamation and said, tomorrow shall be a feast to Yahweh. Wait, what is the okay. calf then? What? Okay. What is, am... that? what is that? Will you please explain it to me? Okay, I'm confused. Either it's like Aaron's like, okay, here's this calf. That's the God we're going to worship now. And tomorrow, then we'll worship Yahweh and we'll become pantheistic. Or is it like the calf has now become the new vehicle that represents Yahweh? I think that's the idea. Yeah. Like, I'm wondering, is it the kind of thing? Okay. Stuff. Is, okay. I don't want to comment on this too much because there's one way that this, there was one way that this story was taught to me in Sunday school versus no, what we're, it's like let's, actually in let's the verse. Leave, let's leave our baggage at home. I can't. Okay. Okay. Let's okay, keep, okay. Let's keep I'm going. I'm so excited because you guys are like building it up. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. Tomorrow shall be a feast to Yahweh. They rose up early on the next day and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. Oh, oh how, how cute. Children. I wonder what they were playing. Okay. <laughs> Yahweh spoke to Moses. Go get down for your people. Go get down. Go get down. <laughs> Gonna don't get down. Okay. For your people who you brought up out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. Yeah. Go get down for your people who you brought up out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made themselves a molten calf. And have worshipped it and have sacrificed to it and said, these are your gods, Israel, which brought you up out of the land of Egypt. That's a big no-no. God was very clear on that. Yeah, seriously. This was one of the Ten Commandments. What in the hay? Okay. Yahweh said to Moses, I have seen these people and behold, they are stiff-necked people. <laughs> well, they need to get I themselves to, to a chiropractor. My goodness. <laughs> They are a stiff-necked people. Yes. What, what do you think that means? Uh, St stubborn, stubborn, a stubborn mm, people, or or, or like, or, or like thick-headed. Mm. I was thinking sort of like tunnel visioned, like they can't look uh, around them and see because their oh, necks yeah. are stiff. 
Let's go uh, what, what verse is this? The verse 9. 9. Okay. Let's see what we got here. Uh, let's see. The Common English Bible. Oh, okay. The Lord said to Moses, I've been watching these people, and I've seen how stubborn they are. Oh, yep. Good job, Decker. Mm-hmm. Called let's it. Let's see. Lots of them say stiff-necked. Some say stubborn. Let's find the message. It's always. Yeah, always. <laughs> Why are we reading that one? God said to Moses, I look at this people. Oh, what a stubborn, hard-headed people. Uh-huh. Cool, yeah. God, cool. Okay. Yeah, okay. Got it. Stubborn. So, yeah. Okay. Now, therefore, leave me alone that my wrath may burn hot against them and that I may consume them and that I will make of you a great nation. Whoa. Okay. So I think Yahweh's threatening to like pull another like Noah story where he's like, I'm going to destroy the Israelites. Moses, you're cool. I'll make a nation out of you. But I'm just going to, (laughs) again, shake the etch-a-sketch on these Israelites. Whoa. um, Okay. Okay. That's really heavy, man. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. What? We've got a theme coming back here. Keep reading. Keep reading. Moses begged Yahweh, his God, and said, Yahweh, why does your wrath burn hot against your people that you have brought forth out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians speak, saying he brought them forth for evil to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the surface of the earth? Moses is like, Yahweh, please think of the optics of this. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. come on, come on. Like, please, for once in your existence. Turn from your fierce wrath and repent of this evil against your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, to whom you swore by your own self and said to them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of the sky and all this land that I have spoken of, I will give to your seed and they shall inherit it forever. Yahweh repented of the evil, which he said he would do to his people. Okay. Yeah, now, this Time is out. like pause. Mind- yeah. <laughs> mind blown yeah role reversal it's yeah. kind of the same thing that we saw with abraham where exactly. it's like abraham's able to stand up to god and be like no god actually check yourself you should change your mind and yahweh's like okay i'll change my mind and huh. now here where it's like moses is like you need to repent of threatening to wipe out these people that you made this promise to and yahweh's like oh yeah you're right i'll repent like that's never the moments that i got taught about where it's like well yeah we're we're, we're, we're god we do this show. able to kind of influence god in some way yeah where where a human argued with god and god was like you're right that, that yeah. that's not the message that we're given <laughs> yeah of this like all-knowing all-powerful god it's so interesting yeah. I yeah. appreciate that. Because I was thinking this is very similar to the the thing with um, destroying Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, he was like, but what if I found 20 people? And like, okay, if that's cool, then what about 10, right? Like that deal. But this one, I was expecting it to be kind of similar. But this one, he was like, he's nah. more like, no, dude, look, you made a deal with these people and these people. And, and said we went through a chill- lot of stuff. Right? So he's like, look at the optics. Also, we made a deal, and you'd be backing out on it now. That's Ooh, super. That's really interesting. Yeah. So, wow. like in Bible school and stuff, they like don't tell you that. I They're don't. not like, and God also has things that He doesn't do great, and like <laughs> He has to think about them and maybe change them too. Not really. No, definitely yeah. not. No, that's a shame. That would have been, you know, a little bit more understood. Like, would have been I, interesting. Had I been a small biblical child. <laughs> I might have like seen that and been like, wow, I can relate to God because like Mm. I too make Mm. mistakes and I have to think about it. 
But alas, neither of those things happened. Well, but it's kind of the same thing where it's like, you know, good parenting is a parent being able to like apologize to their child and like own up for what they've done wrong. And it's not always this authoritarian, like what mom or dad says always goes and you know, yes, your parents are people. Yeah, but it's like, it kind of falls in line with that, that it's like you can't, if you want God to be an authoritarian figure, especially the concept of God being something that can be used for parenting, you can't paint him as like imperfect ever. Yeah. But on the other side, I feel like we could see the lesson from the child point of view of Moses being like, Moses is disagreeing here and like arguing with God. But if we look at the rest of it, he's been very obedient and has Mm. gone along with everything. And he's kind of chosen his battles Mm. rather than, you know. This, in the words of my mother, is the mountain (laughs) that he is dying on. And you know what? It was a good one. Hopefully he won't die on this You're right. You're right. He is literally on a mountain right now. In fact, (laughs) Moses turned and went down from the mountain. And with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand, tablets that were written on both their sides, on the one side... And on the other, they were written. (laughs) Thanks for clarifying, Bible. (laughs) The tablets were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of God, engraved on the tables, but written in the hand of Moses, just so everyone was aware. I did think about this, though, that if God created humans, they're kind of his fingers. He made them. Well, I mean, that's also the argument for like the Bible being infallible because it was quote unquote written by God, which was written, which was in the humans, you know, I don't, I, okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, apparently they were already having issues with that of who actually wrote something being sort of unclear. Wait, this is when Joshua, like, did we talk about Joshua? Yeah, he was mentioned. He like made an appearance. Okay. All right. All right. When Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, wait, who are these oh, he... people shouting? Just random people shouting? Just the the, the Israelites having okay. a good time. They got up to play. Ah, Don't yes. Don't you remember? Quite. Right. Okay, so when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said to Moses, there is the noise of the war in the camp. And he said, it isn't the voice of those who shout for victory, neither is it, neither Is it the voice of those who cry for being overcome, but the noise of those who sing that I hear? So he, yeah, he's like, I'm hearing shouts from down below because he went up onto the mountain with Moses, I think. I think that's when we heard about him is when Moses was going up on the mountain a few episodes ago. I mean, I thought Aaron was up there too. And then now Aaron's down here with other people. So like, I don't really know what to think. Yeah, it it is confusing. Okay. But I think he's saying, right, he's just like, I hear people singing and Moses is like, do you hear the people sing? (laughs) (laughs) Sing the voice of a, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Les Miserables. Anyways, was that what it was from? Yep. Good job. Yes. Les Miserables. Verse 19. Less Miserables. It happened as soon as he came near to the camp that he saw the calf and the dancing and Moses's anger grew hot. And he threw the tablets out of his hands and broke them beneath the mountain. What? You just got those, dude. Bro, dude, like, what are you doing? The tablets were in the Ark of the Covenant. No. Not yet. He was transporting them, and then he got so angry that he destroyed them. I'm trying to remember Indiana Jones. Didn't he, like, make a little, like, scratchy scratch? Well, I think we might get to that later. 
But if you remember from that excerpt we watched in the bonus content last week from Indiana Jones, where he said it was the thing that they put the pieces of the tablets oh, into. because they, so were, they were broken. They were broken, yeah. Because he threw them. Dang. Yeah. Okay. Wow, so just what a temper, though. It's like I literally every, every, just all got of these, these guys. Yeah. All of these guys. Jeez. God included. Well, okay, no, I'm going to oh, defend yeah. Moses. It's like you were in the presence of Yahweh, first of all. And then Yahweh informed you that he's going to wipe out everyone but you. That includes people that you like, your family, yeah. stuff like that. So you're suddenly like, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to argue with Yahweh and try to get him to like, please, please. I don't know what's happening back in camp, but like, please don't destroy people. You made us a promise. And so he's like, oh, okay, okay. All right. I got Yahweh on my side. And then he goes and he sees like, oh, these people are being freaking ridiculous and doing something that they've expressly been told not to do and i just had to argue for their asses to save them and this is what they're doing i'd get pissed enough to throw down the, the ten commandments but i wouldn't break them well i'm gonna argue the other way around it's like okay you're pissed at your people because they're disrespecting god and so you're gonna break the one thing that god just gave you no, totally. like <laughs> if you're gonna come down and like shatter their calf into pieces i get it but like yeah. Don't break the thing God just gave you. It's like you're doing the opposite. Legit. Yeah, legit. Well, it just shows that it's, <laughs> you know, letting your temper get the best of you is not it's not a good thing to do. Yeah. These men throwing things. Okay. Okay, so he took the calf which they had made and burnt it within the fire, ground it to powder, and scattered it on the water and made the children of Israel drink it? Oof. Holy I don't, crap. I don't even understand how you melt gold and grind it to powder and then scatter it on the water. I don't know. Like, Confused suspension about of disbelief here. here. Okay. I don't All know. Right. Fine. So Moses said to Aaron, what did this people to you? What did this people to you that you have brought a great sin on them? Aaron said, don't let the anger of my Lord grow hot. You know the people that they are set on evil. Jesus, Aaron. Okay. <laughs> wow. Talk about dodging responsibility. Yeah. You had one job, Aaron, and it was to like watch over the people of Israel. No. And now you're just throwing them under the bus. You're like, not my yeah. fault. They're evil people. No, he and them the stupid is. cow. But that's ridiculous. I mean, Aaron is like getting like cool digs made for him and he's like just usurping all this responsibility yeah what a ridiculous man okay so for they said to me make us gods which shall go before us for is this for as for this <laughs> Moses. for as what? for this moses what? yeah for yeah okay that makes a Aaron lot of like, sense i remember that they said this because it was really confusing at the time <laughs> so i remember specifically so i'm gonna say it again for is for this moses the man who brought us up out of the land of egypt we don't know what has become of him and i said to them whoever has any gold let them take it off <laughs> So they gave it to me, and I threw it into the fire, and out came. The- <laughs> Wait, so they no, no, so they I gave can't. it to me, and I threw it into the fire, and, and out, out came, came this calf. <laughs> Guys, I can't even like. Okay, if you're reading along, like, like this, this is what it says. <laughs> That's okay. That's so, so it's like that, such a deep level of wanting to dodge responsibility <laughs> that Aaron's even like claiming supernatural phenomenon. I suppose this is within a world where there's a lot of supernatural phenomenon, but Aries, like, I just, I, you know, I just had this weird urge to throw gold into the fire and this calf jumped out. <laughs> this golden calf just like arrived. Okay. Don't worry about it. 
This is so funny. This is like the worst excuse ever. No, it's like when the so when the parents good. are like, how did this vase get broken? It's and like, the kids... I don't know. It just like flew off the table. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like a giant cat <laughs> hopped in the window. And I was like, no, cat, don't come in the window. Like, don't knock over that wave. And then it did. And then like the cat also scratched me on the bottom. And yeah, I'm sad. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> wow. Okay. When Moses saw that the people had broken loose whoa and Aaron had let them loose for a derision among their enemies then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said whoever is on Yahweh's side come to me oh it was put drawn a line in the sand oh I see how this is so okay all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together to him he said to them thus says Yahweh the God of Israel every man put his sword on his thigh and go back and forth from gate to gate throughout the camp and every man kill his brother, and every man his companion, and every man his neighbor. Whoa. What? 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 Keep going, keep going. The sons of Levi did according to the word of Moses, and there fell of the people that day about 3,000 men. Okay, so Yahweh didn't need to kill anyone. Moses did it for them. So I guess Moses was like, you don't kill everyone. I will just kill some of them. Dang. Dang, Moses. Yeah. Like, you used to be the stuttering boy. Now you ain't anymore. How far you've come. Yeah. You were. Ultimate power corrupts. No, absolute power corrupts absolutely. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Moses said, consecrate yourselves today to Yahweh. Yes, every man against his son and against his brother, that he may bestow on you a blessing this day. Is that how blessings work? Killing your sons and brothers? Yeah, I don't know about that, but okay, okay. You know, I'm not the person who was born amongst the church. (laughs) Okay. It happened on the next day that Moses said to the people, you have sinned a great sin. Now I will go up to Yahweh. Perhaps I shall make atonement for your sin. Oh, perhaps. I might I might, but like, you might also die. Sorry. Moses returned to Yahweh and said, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin and have made themselves gods of gold. Yet now, if you will, forgive their sin. And if not, please blot me out of your book, which you have written. Hmm. Well. Is this the book we're reading right now on the internet? I don't know. I mean, he ain't blotting out. Blotting out. I'm learning from looking at some commentaries that sometimes that's translated as the book of life. Uh... Mm. Which is then goes on to be interpreted in the New Testament as kind of like this list of people who are actually going to be saved or have huh. salvation. Oh, right. Like uh, the, that list. the, that list what is of it? who's going to have eternal life. The Calvinists. What are you talking about, Emily? <laughs> no, like the, that show, the 100. Oh, not the 100. You mean the, the leftovers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yahweh said to Moses, whoever has sinned against me, him I will blot out of my book. Now go, lead the people to the place of which I have spoken. Behold, my angel shall go before you. Nevertheless, in the day when I punish, I will punish them for their sin. (gasps) Yahweh struck the people because they made the calf, which Aaron made. (laughs) I love, okay, sorry, this last verse 
Yeah, I love like the idea that it was like Yahweh struck the people because they made the calf, and then someone popped in and was like, "Actually, Aaron made that calf." <laughs> Actually, it was Aaron. Right. Clear. A, a second editor came along and he was like, the, Actually, yeah, which yeah. Aaron made. I mean, it's true because like he was the one who was like, "Everyone, like, give me your earrings, and I'll make this calf." And then this, this calf Yahweh. like jumped out of this fire, according to Aaron. Oh my goodness. Oh my yeah. wow. That got really bonkers at the end. That there. was okay, that entire chapter was bonkers. That I, was I just <laughs> don't even know what to say about it. No, I know. Guys, like was that different or similar to what you remembered? Because you did not disappoint in terms of like getting excited <laughs> about this. But I feel like it exceeded expectations, quite frankly. I remember story however the resolution of the story and how everyone died i remember differently and i think it was influenced by the 10 commandments which i think we will visit in today's bonus episode mm-hmm. because i didn't realize that it was like god recruits the levites to kill all the israelites who engaged in idol worship well, i was like moses Oof, did that's that. well moses recruits recruits the levites to then kill everyone who engaged in idol worship. So, God. Worship to God. I haven't. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. Drunker than either of us. I know. This is bad. (laughs) So, okay. What's really interesting to me is that I know people who are named the names of some of these biblical names. Mm. And now I'm like knowing the stories behind these biblical names. Neither of you have biblical names. Actually, yes, you do, Dedeker, but not Dedeker. And Jason, you're just a a name from the Euripides Euripides <laughs> right. J- Jason Jason actually is a biblical name. What? It's just a very minor character in like a random chapter somewhere. We'll get to me eventually. Well, okay, like I know a Joshua Aaron. Yeah, we yeah, and we I, all know a Joshua, and I, we all know Aaron. And I know, know Moses, a Levi. Maybe. I know of a Levi. Yeah. A Levi. So yes. I'm and like Benjamins and ben, Joseph's many Bolsheviks. Bolsheviks? What? Yeah. Anyways, Emily, are you consorting with the Bolsheviks? <laughs> I don't need. Is that a Russian thing? Yes. Good job. <laughs> okay. Yes. Well done. Anyways, I hope that you all enjoyed that as much as we did. We. I cannot wait to see what happens next. Like when you every time you're like, oh, what do you think is going to happen? I have no idea because it's so (laughs) bonkers. So please enjoy next time and come back and enjoy it with us. Thank you for joining us for Bible study today. If you want even more drunk Bible study, including bonus episodes, new series, guest interviews, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunk Bible study. If you enjoy the show, Take a moment to subscribe and then write us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher, letting other people know what you like about it. Find us on Twitter at Drunk Bible Cast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Dedeker Winston, Jace Lindgren, and me, Emily Matlack. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album Home of the The The. The theme song for the book of Exodus is Our Story Begins by Kevin McLeod. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. Yeah.